You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. I'm your host, Mr. You. Thank you again for joining us on the All-Purpose Pod for an All-Purpose Life. Wherever you are today, however you're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Thank you again for making us a small part of your morning, your day, and your week. We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Thank you for following us on Facebook at the Call Me Mr. You. Also on the Twitter machine at Call Me Mr. You and our new platform, Good pods. We can rate and review all of our shows, every episode, every season, as much as you would like to. Thank you for your five-star rating and comment regarding our show. Let's jump on in. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. Hope today is awesome so far. So, you know, it's funny. I, I hear this in the realm of sports, and we'll discuss it in a little bit, but it's so funny, this term. You deserve it. <laughs> I laugh when I hear it. Because I always felt, I guess in my own life, I always felt like I didn't really deserve the things that I had. Everything I had, I had to work for it. I had to earn it. It's the culture that I grew up in. No free lunches. You earn what you have. We don't take handouts. We earn. We work. We serve. You know, in a world that seemed to be full of entitlement. Everybody feels as though they deserve the best. Isn't that right? Privilege, benefits, compensation, titles, rights, restitutions. It's gotten to the point where this mindset is approaching disease level danger. I can easily guess that people have died because of this deficient mindset. If you've ever been through anything in your life, you might have thought this but never actually asked yourself the question. Let's ask that today as a group, as a collective. Let's ask the question today. What do you believe you deserve? Think about that for a minute. What do you believe you deserve? Do you count your years of poverty and lack? Are you keeping a tally of all the times you struggled and had conflict? The times you gave to someone And got nothing in return? Do you count all the sacrifices you've intended to you intended to be sacrificial? Do you add in extra credit for your attendance at church? Especially on holidays? Taking communion with other believers, joining small groups, helping the old lady across the street, going to Bible studies once in a while, getting baptized, just being an overall good Christian, a nice person. Don't say mean things. Say nice things. Don't give negative prophecy. Say good prophecy. 
Did Job deserve to suffer what he suffered? Ask that to you guys. It's an open question. And you can answer it on our Facebook page or on our Twitter page at Call Me Mr. You. Or on Good Pods, where you can find all of our episodes from every season. Did Job deserve to suffer what he suffered? Was the implosion, and I do mean the implosion, of his entire life warranted? Was it just reward for everything that he's done? If you're not familiar with the story, you can definitely learn from that uh, just for context for this episode. But did Job deserve to suffer what he suffered? Did Christ deserve the unbelievably painful death on the cross? Or did we deserve that? The idea of deserving was, in my years coming up, the battle cry of the proud heart. The idea of deserving was the battle cry of the proud heart. If you have your own business, you might run into a conflict of interest if you're the owner, the customer, the accountant, the bookkeeper, and the stockholders, oh yeah, and the plumber, and customer service, and tech support all at the same time. You might run into a conflict of interest. Your vision may not be as clear as it needs to be. You may be wearing too many hats. People who embezzle money from their employers and the places where they work may consider themselves worthy of more money, although their bosses say not yet or not right now. So the employee, full of pride, feeling their view of of their worth as much higher than the view that their employer may have of them, decide or make a decision they're not going to wait to be compensated or to be rightfully taken care of financially. They'll take matters into their own hands. I gave you years of my life and sacrificed my career for you, so I deserve for you to be faithful to me and not divorce me for someone else. People think like this. These are the, this is the heart speaking in a lot of situations, a lot of scenarios. Too many times Christians are living outside of their privileges. Hopefully they're not embezzling from their employer or telling their husband or wife what they think they deserve. But what that means is that we have been provisioned a meal of juicy ribeyes, garlic, julienne potatoes, and fresh vegetables. But instead, we're eating canned peas and hot dogs. What do I mean? Maybe maybe you like canned peas and hot dogs. No offense. But we've been given so much more than that, and we don't even know it. We approach life on a shoestring budget when we have access to abundance. We walk around like we're impoverished and destitute when we have a rich lineage and a mighty heritage. We're blessed, whole, righteous. It's not just a song that we sing. Jesus really did pay it all. Do you believe that this morning? That Jesus really did pay it all? I mean, all? As in everything? The entire debt? Or do you think he just paid part of the debt and the rest was on you? It's actually religions that actually preach that. No scriptural foundation whatsoever. But they believe that. No matter how many times we've heard sermons about this or read about this in our Bibles, we still operate as if we don't know what we have in our hands. Case in point. (laughs) Funny story that I almost don't want to tell a lot of the time because I feel embarrassed by it. But that's what this show's all about, right? Development. 
personally and spiritually. And here's my story on paper once again. <laughs> but my first Carnival cruise through a travel agent friend of ours. Uh, we were excited about it. It was our first cruise. Hadn't been on one. My mom been on hundreds, I guess. And I've never been on one. I'm like, <laughs> I want to at least experience this one time. Uh, it was a dream come true for my wife and I to do this several years ago. We traveled together, but never together on the high seas. We were so excited. We were so ready. We paid all the fees, got all our ducks in a row, had all of the itinerary for the for the trip. Uh, we knew where we were going to be uh, shipping out from and what time we were going to get back. We had all our clothes ready for all of the events that you would, I guess, experience on a cruise. <sighs> it's going to be four days that we would never, ever forget, right? <laughs> there was no lie in that. We didn't forget. We couldn't forget it, but we never forget the cruise at all or the Broadway level show that we saw on the cruise. We met some of the most interesting people in the world on this cruise, many who lived in our city, who otherwise we'd never even see if it wasn't for the cruise. We experienced some rough waters, which was really, really interesting. High winds, very, very interesting. It was a cause for a lot of entertainment in the dining areas. If you can imagine that. Dishes and food flying into the aisles. Pretty entertaining. No one knows what to do when the ship is rocking from side to side and the food is hitting the floor. Everybody's kind of like, what do we do? <laughs> Just stand here and laugh, I guess. But what my wife and I will also never forget is the fact that we spent the entire cruise eating from the common food areas. Now, to folks who've been on a cruise before, perhaps their first one, that's not blowing your mind. What's the big whoop, right? That's what everybody on the cruise is doing for the most part, right? Well, yeah, everybody on the cruise is not doing that. It's common. You can get pizza, buffet, hot dogs, hamburgers, so forth and so on, sushi, but it's common. And most people are doing it, but everybody's not doing it. We had the sushi, had pizza, various buffets, breakfast and dinner. A healthy dose of burgers from one famous celebrity chef. High-class, top-shelf Italian food. Asian cuisine like I've never had before. I've tasted a lot of that. All in the common places. We didn't have anything to complain about. It was, it was, it was great. But it wasn't long before we started desiring something else. Like, you know, we had it so many times. So many times throughout the course of a day. It's time for something else, you know? We were kind of just like... And these common places to eat were not equivalent to canned peas and hot dogs by any means. But on, our, on the last day of our cruise, we decided to treat ourselves to a five-star dining experience. You know, it was our last day on the cruise. Why not kind of go out with a bang, you know? That was, that was our thought. So we found the nicest establishment on the whole ship. It was top shelf in every way imaginable. It was a five-star dining experience, if ever there was one. When you walk in, you know it's high quality from the rip in every single way. The servers and the staff, their attire, their politeness, friendly, professional. The atmosphere was incredible. They even have the entire staff sing to the parties at your table when you're being seated with your appetizers. Like I said, it's high class all the way. Really nice experience. As soon as we walk into those doors, I mean, as soon as. And gave our names to the host. Here's the words that came out of his mouth. That made both of our knees buckle. 
mine especially. Mr. Marshall, where have you been? We've been waiting for you. I said, what? Mr. Marshall, where have you been? We've been waiting for you. In common New York fashion, I said, what are you talking about? Y'all didn't call me. (laughs) His face and his smile was priceless, though. But what we found out, much to our dismay, was that included in our fare, in our package, for those entire four days, was this incredible dining experience every day and every night that we wanted it. Taken care of. Carte blanche, baby. And we had no idea. We enjoyed that night and we ordered a lot of stuff, including dessert. We talk about this years later. We're probably going to continue to keep doing that because it's that kind of experience that we had. Let that kind of memory, you know, on our minds. We had access to an incredible opportunity, but we were on that massive ship eating Salisbury steak. when We could have had filet mignon is the whole point. I mean, come on. What? Think about that. That's one of those situations that was hard for me to get over. It took me two years to get over that. (laughs) I'm not quite sure I'm actually over it yet. Nobody's fault. Our friend, the travel agent, did her part. Everything was above board. She did a fantastic job. I still don't know how this was missed, except that we didn't pay attention to the details. We didn't look at what we actually had as a benefit. We didn't make ourselves fully aware of the relationship that we had and the benefits that came with it. We didn't fully utilize what was available to us. Salisbury steak or filet mignon. You tell me, which one of those were deserved? One light was reserved. The other was available and accessible, but it wasn't the best option based on the resources available. Of course, I had the option to choose which I wanted, but only one was specifically set up for us and designed for us. Tailor-made catering to us specifically. Our names were at the center of the table, but the seats were empty. Our names were on the table, reserved, but our seats were empty. We were unoccupied. Unoccupied. A privilege and a benefit not received. I've had some folks laugh at our story. If that was me, I'd have never missed out on that. Or... You should have paid attention to the details. Or too bad, you never had that again. That was about our first cruise and three days of a four-star dining experience that we can never get back. So hold that thought there. We're going to come back to that in a minute. If you ever been to a sporting event and you saw a long-time player in their final game ever or an athlete that has a historic, I guess I say historic, a historic moment or a history-making moment, they heard these three words from the fans at some point. And you probably did too. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. It's most commonly heard as a chant used in professional sports to celebrate somebody who has achieved a great or historic accomplishment or some kind of fame. These athletes have spent years of their careers in their respective sports, battling injuries, some even career-threatening, going through all kinds of adversities, team dynamics, coaching changes, losing seasons, media scrutiny, 
and who knows what else to deal with in their minds, emotionally, and in their private lives. Then they do something that has never been done before. They go from average into a different stratosphere. They become extraordinary. They do something historic. Perhaps they actually do deserve it. Do they work as hard as their fellow athletes or more? Do they endure things that the average person could or would not? Do they push beyond limits that are normal for the rest of us? That's just about an athlete. As discussed earlier in the episode, deserving is a double-edged sword. It can be good eh, and it can be bad. The athlete scenario could be considered good. That's why seeds of adoring fans can chant, you deserve it. When a popular player goes into the Hall of Fame or retires at the top of his game. There are a lot of things that we deserve that aren't so good, though. I want to tell you a little secret that most people don't know. At least it seems that way anyway. Even though we go to church religiously, excuse me, religiously, pun intended, we pay our tithes and offerings, we're nice to the elders, we're nice to our elders as well, we say our prayers at night, we eat all our vegetables, we still can never earn the benefit we have as Christians, faith-filled believers. Nothing we can do to earn it. It's been paid for already. Like the athlete, you can discipline yourself in your faith and read and listen and pray and fast at a high level. You can guard your thoughts and the words that come out of your mouth. You can be wise in the company you keep. You can be alert and careful about how you treat other people. But unlike an athlete, you won't get an award for being really good at Christianity. Sorry to tell those who are competitive like me. There's no award for being a really good Christian. That would imply it's a contest and something competitive. Some can point to scriptures about self-mastery, such as 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Let's read that. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we, for imperishable crown, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. That's when I have preached to others, I myself should have become disqualified. The bad aspect of deserving is that we technically deserve to be apart from God and worthy of our harsh judgment. But 1 John 4 and 10 says, in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appeasement for our sins. The appeasement for our sins. The ones we deserve punishment for, but are not going to receive. This episode won't change the way you view sporting events, probably. You might not go to your next service at church feeling any less emboldened. Like I said from the outset, we're living in a world where entitlement has become the new normal. Fights on airplanes and road rage. Brawls in school cafeterias. Shootings at shopping malls. 
and social media outrage all around. The list goes on, sadly. We see it, and we shake our heads at it. Here's what I want to challenge us with today. Where do you believe you are entitled to something? Take note of that. Where do you believe you are entitled to something? After all you've been through, what do you believe you deserve? Your self-esteem and your understanding of grace will be a key factor in how you view what happens in your life and how you respond to it. You're not a star athlete. You're not going into the Hall of Fame. You're working. You're serving. You're laboring. But there's no trophy for you to win. There's no award. So why do you do it? Why do you continue to love? Why do you continue to serve? Why do you continue to give? I would probably venture to say that most athletes or people in sports, they do it for a reason. They want to win a championship. Little kids, before they even get accepted into college, have already decided. They want to go to the NFL so they can do what? Win a Super Bowl. And buy them on my house. That too. Why do you do what you do? What do you deserve? What are you entitled to? Ask that. And wait for the answers. Wherever you are today. However you're listening to They Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Thank you again for making They Call Me Mr. You. A small part of your morning, your day, and your week. We your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Thank you so much again for joining us. Please join us on our new platform, Good Pods. Download the app today. Wait and review all of our shows from top to bottom every season, every episode, as much as you like. Love the comments. And on Facebook and Twitter, love to hear from you guys on our question today. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the show. And of course, enjoy the music. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.